Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of the One Million by One Million podcast. In this segment, we are speaking with Raj Singh of Singh Ventures. Welcome, Raj, to the show. Thank you for having me. Tell us about your investing focus. How big is the fund? What size investments do you make? Let us get acquainted. Sure. So, so I run a early stage uh, VC fund. We are um, about fifteen million dollars right now. Um, we we were founded about two years ago. Uh, we focus on, like I said, early stage companies and um, mobile technology uh, mainly. Um, we get involved with uh, you know anywhere from a concept stage to um, less than ten thousand a month of recurring revenue. Um, what's really unique about our fund other than, you know, to capital, I always say that capital is the easy part uh, to, to a company. Um, what's unique is what we do in addition to the capital. So what I've always seen as a, as an issue, you know, being an entrepreneur several times and having sold, sold a few companies of my own, um, is, you know, once you raise that funding, it's very hard to find that perfect team that is aligned with your, with your vision and with your, with your goals. Um, and so you can either go out and, you know, recruit your own perfect team or alternatively, what I see a lot of, a lot of founders doing is um, outsourcing a lot of the work, such as uh, marketing a PR to another agency or uh, outsourcing, uh, you know, app development or software development out to another agency. And, you know, what, what ends up happening is when you outsource to these other agencies, their interests are not in building the business with you, their interests are um, to, you know, increase their billable hours. So what we did was we, you know, essentially acquired these different resources that we felt were necessary for pretty much all, um, all entrepreneurs um, building a company, such as an app development firm, a web development firm, a marketing PR firm. We, excuse me, we brought in a uh, team of um, business development uh, individuals and sales individuals. Um, to really create this uh, group of resources to um, aid with the uh, growth of the company in addition to their capital. I think that's really what sets it apart from uh, most of the other companies okay. out there. So um, you said very early stage is acceptable in your yeah. investment thesis. So could we then say that you are okay with pre-seed investments? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And... Um, what types of ventures are you focusing on? Speak uh, to us about the specific industry sectors that interest you. Is it B2B, B2C, both? Elaborate. Sure, sure. Um, I prefer um, B2B um, mm -hmm. in any, any sort of uh, mobile technology. Um, I'm also, there, I'm also uh, very fond of peer-to-peer uh, -peer technologies. Um, you know, most, of my, uh, most of my past companies have been in that in that space so um along with that and the fact that you know most of our board of advisors has experience in, in that space that's really what we focus on i can give you a couple examples of, of stuff that we've invested in if you would like yes we will do uh, we will do some of those but let, let me come to that in a moment i want to get a few sure. more kind of like um broad um qualification points and then we'll come to your current portfolio what about geography sure. Um, we do anywhere in the United States. Um, right now, we're based in Philadelphia, so um, you know I, I would say a lot more of the uh, deals that we look at are in the uh, Mid-Atlantic region. However, we mm -hmm. look at any deal within the United States. We refrain from investing outside the country at this time. 
Okay. So um, let's actually talk about your current portfolio. Give us a few examples of what you've invested in and help us think through or take us through the thought process of why you've chosen to invest in those deals so that we can get into your head a little bit about how you look at investments. Sure. So, um, you know, when I take a look at any investment, I take a look at one, the uh, obviously the market size and the, and the uh, scalability of the business. But more importantly, I look at the founding team. I look at one, if have they had a successful track record, if they have, I mean, obviously that, that makes it a, a more, um, a better opportunity for us. However, I also look at first-time entrepreneurs. And again, when you talk about pre-seed, pre, uh, first-time entrepreneurs pre-seed, that's obviously very risky. But when evaluating those types of businesses, it's critical to be aware of the founder's um, mindset. So, um, you know, the, the, one of the few things that I look for right away is, you know, is this founding team or founding uh, founder um, coachable? Or, you know, if there are, if there are pitfalls in the, in the business, are there things that we can say or help tweak that will make the business successful? Um, and if so, is the founder willing to accept these changes? You know, you never want to be stuck with a founder that's very rigid on its course because, you know, as, as we all know, startups are very, uh, need to be very fluid. Um, yes, you need to have a goal, but you need to be able to maneuver around different obstacles to get to that goal. Um, so I would say, you know, that the founder and the founding team and their flexibility um, and their mindset overall is, is key factor. Um, mm -hmm. In addition to that, I look at, um, you know, the different resources that we have other than, you know, the companies that we already own, um, but resources in terms of uh, biz dev specifically, um, you know, what connections does my uh, advisory board have? Uh, what connections yep. do I have? And uh, how can we push these companies further? So um, to give you an example, um, I would say three out of three of our uh, board members, three of our most active board members, are heavily involved in real estate. And so one of the most recent investments we made was in a company called Showing Assistance. Um, mm -hmm. Essentially, it's a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, mobile application that allows um, realtors um, to, instead of having to show each house individually themselves, and, and you know, in the, in the home buying process, they have to be available to any, any um, potential client looking for a uh, home, and have to be able to show them the homes multiple times to, to multiple potential buyers. Um, and so it becomes a very hectic schedule uh, that takes away from the actual uh, deal making for these realtors. So um, it allows realtors to leverage each other um, and share um, the viewings that they have and allows other realtors to show um, the homes to potential buyers on behalf of uh, a certain realtor. Um, so really so you're looking for unfair advantage in terms of your network that you can plug into a company and, and accelerate it. I wouldn't call it unfair advantage, but yes, an advantage from the, from the network. Yeah. Well, so, you know, unfair so, advantage is, is a term that we use very extensively in Silicon Valley to qualify some, an advantage that you have that somebody else doesn't have. Right, so sure. we are always sure. looking for unfair advantage in doing something. And I may know something, know a lot about a topic that is my unfair advantage in that sense. No, sure, sure, I completely, yeah. completely agree there. And so, so in this specific case, uh, we had, you know, like I said, the top three board members, the most active ones, are in real estate, and so they have, uh, you know, a wide network of of uh, individuals that could you know, really, really um, boost the user base for this uh, mobile application right off the bat. 
And um, what do you see in the deal flow currently, right? We're in at the end of 2017, going into 2018. Let's say in the last three months, what trends have you spotted in your deal flow? There's a lot. Uh, well, to, to be very honest, the, the, it seems the deal flow is, is slowing down towards the end of the year, but um, there's still a lot of uh, the peer-to-peer model, um, and uh, we're, we're looking at a lot of different, um, you know, different use cases in the peer-to-peer model that, uh, you know, I've not been seeing, uh, you know, past, you know, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three of 2017. Um, quarter four, I've, I've been seeing a lot more of those. Um, but, you know, like I said, the deal flow does seem to be slowing down end of the year here. Okay. Obviously, people are getting to holidays and things like that, so it's kind of expected. And what um, trends are you um, looking to invest into? So that would, I asked you, the first question was about what are you seeing in the inbound deal flow now? If you're thinking about, you know, what broad trends do you want to invest against at this point going forward? That's a very good question. So... You know, at this point, the way the way that we look at deals, you know, it's it's really split up into into four categories uh, within the fund. So uh, we have you know four different teams looking at four different uh, types of industries. Um, you know, we've we've been in in healthcare uh, previously, um, not very active. My past has been in healthcare as well. Um, so we we are looking for um, healthcare healthcare deals at this time, non-invasive. Uh, type healthcare deals uh, for medical devices, um, as well as mobile applications that, that relate to uh, healthcare. Um, mm-hmm. we've, also, we've also been looking at um, the pet industry, um, which, is, which is unique. Uh, there's, there's actually been a lot of different um, uh, applications that have been coming in for uh, the pet industry. Um, the most recent one that I can think of is a, a peer-to-peer model for uh, pet sitting. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we, we've, we've been actually looking at that industry as well. And then um, the, the other two most common things that we're looking into are um, ride sharing and food delivery. And both of those have been uh, pretty, down, pretty prominent in the first, uh, first half of the year. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, I'm going to ask you some general trend questions. Um, mm-hmm. First of them is how do you process the current investment climate where capital is moving further and further upstream with the traditional VCs raising larger and larger funds? How does a pre-seed or a seed investor mitigate the Series A gap? There have been, you know, 70,000 um, on average, 50 to 70,000 pre-Series A investments, but the Series A number remains fairly constant. You know, the VC funding sure. is about 1,200 to 1,500, so there's a huge Series A gap, it seems. Mm-hmm. What is your take on that? So, so, so what we do to combat that issue, and yes, that is, a, that is a very big issue. Um, what we do to combat that is we have, we've essentially partnered with um, a lot of the funds in the area that do uh, Series A, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the board members that, that, are, that validate those uh, those companies that go through through those funds also sit on um, on our board um, and advise us on investments that we're making. So, um, you know, when when we go forward with a company, we we don't really see that being an issue um, because we already have the same eyes that are looking at it from a Series A perspective, looking at it early on, um, and so mm-hmm. we're fairly confident that that follow-on investments that that need to occur from a Series A or Series B perspective are already preset there. 
Yeah, okay, fair enough. And how do you parse unicorn mania? As a seed investor, again, you could get buried under later stage liquidation preferences if you have a hot company. Um, how do you protect yourself? Well, that so at this time, you know, that's that's something that we leave to the uh, the attorneys. Um, you know, we don't we don't we have not gotten that far in the fund where um, you know that's become a major issue for us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, also dealing with with uh, the types of founders that we'd like to look at, um, those conversations are fairly easier compared to uh, traditional funds. So um, let me actually probe this one a little bit. Are you open to um, exiting into later stage rounds instead of waiting till the exit? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We, we, yeah. You know, okay. we, we, we'd, be, we'd be open to, we'd, that we'd definitely be open to that. Okay. So um, last question on the trend front is one of my observations in, you know, at the end of 2017 is that lots of stuff have already been built. Nowadays, there aren't so many wide open opportunities out there, but there are many, many niche opportunities. And some of these businesses need to be built for very small amounts of capital, one to two million and maybe sold for 10 to 15 million. In some cases, invest just to 250K to 500K and sell for five to 10 million. Do you have appetite for this type of investment? Absolutely, and I, I completely agree with your observation there. Um, you know, we, we're seeing the same same things. You know, you've got you have the the larger um, players in, in any industry uh, taking up a large market share, but you know the the small niche niche opportunities are being missed. And you're absolutely right with that. Um, and we are we are looking at those opportunities as well. Um, you know, it's it's nice to have those uh, those large companies or large startups where. Uh, you know they're they're aiming to to take a large market share, but um, you know we we do look at these these niche uh, opportunities as well. Great. Um, any parting comments for our entrepreneurs who are uh, who would be looking at you as a potential investor? Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I think uh, you know based on the resources that we have, aside from the companies and you know the actual hard resources that we have, I think. Our board of advisors that you know does get very active in, in advising our portfolio companies as well is um, is key to, to setting us apart from the other uh, VCs. Um, you know, we, we do take a, a non-traditional um, look at at our um, application process. So um, you know, people should not hesitate to reach out or send an application in to us. Um, you know, we predominantly use Gust for for most of our um, applications, so um, people should not hesitate to reach out and, uh, you know, have us look at an opportunity. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for participating. And listeners, thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast series on uh, Seed Capital, please go to iTunes and review the show. And uh, also, every Thursday morning, almost every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time, we have our free mentoring roundtables. Go to the 1M by 1M website and register for a pre-public roundtable if you'd like to pitch and get some feedback on your venture. See you soon, and we'll be back with another episode. Thank you very much for participating. Thanks for having me.